Redeemer family, welcome to another formation moment. We have some good bird chirping to enhance the mood of this time together. Since I feel like it's appropriate since we're worshiping outside now, and that's it's like part of the sermon noise also. So it'll be right in line with that. But Pastor Drew preached today, Good Shepherd Sunday. Um, if you haven't heard that sermon or checked that out, please go watch it, listen to it. It'll give you the context for this conversation, as we always say. But we'll jump right in with what I thought was the best question of the sermon, the very first question, do we actually want to be shepherded? I think that's such a big question. Um, I thought about that uh, as I was preparing for this, just thinking about like, yeah, we live in a culture of hyper individualism. Um, we live in a culture of um, my way is the right way. We've been heard a lot about cancel culture recently. Uh, no, it seems like the world is increasingly polar. Um, and so this text and this reminder that we were made to be shepherded, I feel like came right on time for us to, as Christians, think about walking a different way and walking in a way that actually says, no, we do need accountability in our lives or limits in our lives or boundaries in our lives. Um, and so we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about all that. But in regards to that question of do we want to be shepherded, what would be the first step for somebody to know? If they've got a problem being shepherded, like what what areas of their life should they look that would be clues for them of like, oh, this this may be an issue for me? Yeah, um, I think first thing would say I would say is when was the last time something in the way you wanted to do something did not line up with what Scripture told you to do mm. and how? react to that and and our and i guess the question before that question is are you measuring up not measuring up are you assessing your life your life decisions with what scripture is saying mm. are you going to the bible to be to be submissive and then when it is counter to what we want to do what do we do at that mm-hmm. point yeah, and he, or even how did you, how do you feel, right? Because sometimes you might do it anyways, um, and then not explore the resentment or the anger or um, the apathy, right, of making that decision. It's like, oh, I'm just doing this because it's what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I think, I, yeah, I would just add that layer of like, how did you feel about doing it? Like, because that matters too, right? That like, I think there's a heart. There's a heart issue in that that we've got to check out. So that's that's a good place to start. Um, but then kind of shifting and talking about being vulnerable and needing a caretaker. Um, you talked about embracing limits. What are practices for people who are just like all over the place, have no limits, or even people who um, just hear that and sort of react uh, to it, right? Again, we're a hyper-individualistic culture as Americans, kind of we can do it all. We can figure it out ourselves. Uh, we can life hack it or learn it on YouTube. You know, what is it? What What are the practices that actually make us people who are willing to place limits on our lives? And then, what might some of those simple limits be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's. I mean, it kind of it depends on the person because uh, sometimes the word limit, which I used, um, is very applicable to people that are just kind of going, 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 going. And the, the one that the lowest hanging fruit there is the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And are we observing the Sabbath? And if we are not 
put very plainly, it's not condemning because we are loved and forgiven as Christians and we are not condemned, uh, just like Romans 8, uh, 1 reminds us. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the question is, are, are we following Christ and are we willing to submit to his rhythm of our week? It's like bare bones. And I, this is the one that I ask. And I use this illustration with when Christina held me accountable to holding my Sabbath uh, later in the sermon, talked about that, you know, like really honoring the Sabbath is, do we embrace limits by saying God knows better than I do, Mm -hmm. knows I need to rest, even if I don't think I do. And therefore, I'm going to trust him that even though I'm not as productive, even though I didn't get that email return, even though I didn't get that test fully studied for, that my best life is taking a day off to be with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And I think it's uh, one of the problems people may have is I think it goes back to kind of the, the thought of the good shepherd, right, is if you're not limiting yourself then you may not be living out of the belief that the shepherd's good, right? Mm, you might yeah. be living thinking like you're better than the shepherd. Like you know better, you are you can work harder than the shepherd, and that's a problem. Like when we disorder our lives in that way and we're not acknowledging that God's good and is going to work the way he wants it to work, um, that's a problem we ought to spend time with. And I think Sabbath, as you're saying, puts us in a posture of always saying like, all right, for this period of time, you got this, God, right? If nothing else, you'll everything will be fine. And that's hard. That's really hard to do, uh, which leads to the next thing, which is to talk about being dependent. Um, what are practices? Let me highlight a point you made there because I feel like yeah. I don't give over it. But what you were saying there, I think it's so good to be able to say, like, even if I say – I don't want to misquote you, but in essence, even if I say he's the good shepherd, when I don't live this out, it's indicating that I don't fully trust that he is the good shepherd, which yeah. is not a condemnation. Again, like we all have a gap between what we say we believe and what we actually live out. But in another example that came to mind is like with our money. Like mm-hmm. I trust and know that he's the good shepherd that gives me everything that I provided and calls me to give money away, calls me to tithe, calls me to be generous um, to the poor, calls me to give money away. If I look at my bank statement and I, it doesn't reflect that, there is a gap between what I say I believe and what I actually believe that he is good. Yeah. Now, those, are, those, are not, those are opportunities not to condemn, but opportunities for growth and more trust and more joy. And it's like what we say with that prayer of examine that we've shared over and over again. Yep. This is not condemn you. This is to say, like, we want the Lord to continue to, to highlight areas of growth so that we can have more fullness, more abundance, more joy in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so let's talk about dependence for a minute, because again, you know, we're going to keep hitting on this theme. What are practical ways that people can become more dependent, either on God or others? Um, you know, Sabbath is great. What else kind of helps us be just dependent in need almost? Because that's, a again, really countercultural to the life that we live or the lifestyle most people live. Yeah. I mean, I think that with community, there's some very practical ways. Uh, I think first it's, are we in uh, vulnerable relationships? Like, are we, uh, does anyone know really how we're doing? Uh, and then from there, we can, if we have those vulnerable friendships or moving in the direction of like healthy Christian community, 
It's saying, when a need comes up in my life, am I asking anyone to help? And mm-hmm. that's so hard for some folks. I mean, literally, yep. it's just kind of like, you know, like we have, we have four kids and there's times where it's like, oh, we've got, you know, we're going different directions and we have to, uh, in order to do what we want to with our kids, there's times where you have to say, hey, neighbor, hey, friend, hey, church brother and sister, can you help? Could you keep an eye on this kid? Or even, I mean, I've had times where it's like, you know, we need to run to the auto shop. And I feel like this pull between like, well, I'll just rent, I'll just call an Uber. And maybe that is the best idea at times. Yeah. But sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to burden somebody else. And I'm like, the scripture is so clear, like, no, we're not to be codependent. No, we're not just to like, you know, never do anything on our own and, you know, uh, exploit our, our neighbors and our Christian community, but we are to be interdependent upon each other. And that's our, our best life for our neighbors is to be, give them opportunities to serve and care for one another. Uh, so I think, I think the deeper we in, interact with our community, and it's different for everybody. Some people just need to dip their toes in because they're sitting on the, the edge of the pond saying, I don't know if I want any of this at all. And other people have gotten their toes in, they're up to their ankles, and they need to kind of take one more step to say, hey, our marriage is really struggling, and we just mm-hmm. need somebody to pray for us. And somebody just to talk it out and be a referee uh, for us to this tonight because we do not, we're just not tracking and those are those are steps, and those can come back to bite you. Don't get me wrong. Like I've been hurt in Christian community. I've been hurt by Christian brothers and sisters who have let me down, who have sinned against me. Like I don't say this as someone that's never been wounded, but I will say, even as someone who has been wounded and and wounded other people, like it still is our best life to keep fighting for what that healthy, interdependent Christian community can look like. Yeah, that's so good. And I would just add a couple, just a really simple practice, because um, this is the formation moment, of learn this breath prayer of Lord, help me. So breathe in, Lord, breathe out, help me. And when you find yourself in a situation where you need help with something, I would say start there. Start with asking the Lord to help you, and that will begin to make you more dependent, or just acknowledge that like there's something outside of me that I don't have what it takes to offer. There's a gap, and I need the Lord to fill it. And then you can take that a step further and maybe say, Lord, who can help me? And and I, I believe the Holy Spirit can bring to mind like someone else. And again, this call to Christian community is about then how they begin to participate with the Lord as well, right? So we're not just missing out on something for ourselves. We're missing out on something for others, for our brothers and sisters when we get to participate this way. So I would just say try that this week and thinking about like a simple breath prayer, like, Lord, help me throughout your day when there's you know a question you don't know how to answer or a problem comes up in your life or there's a situation that you're unsure about start there instead of starting from just like whatever is in your gut right and um, that's not bad like over time hopefully the lord puts good stuff in us and that's what comes out of us but most of the time we're going to respond or react and it's not going to be helpful long term um we start slowing it down that's when i think we become more dependent um on g on god and others Amen. all right last thing here big which is also kind of a big thing control uh so you talked about control and um i would just love to hear like how can again this is a how can we evaluate question how can a christ follower evaluate 
where they're being controlling um, and how that's not allowing them to be shepherded well. Um, Cause I think, yeah, there's a, there's a dynamic at play there when, you know, we, it's kind of a, a funny thing that that country song of Jesus take the wheel, but you know, a lot of times that's, that's our life. So yeah. How, help us think through evaluating when, when we're being controlling and how we can process letting go. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're coming to the end, so I'm, we're limited on time with this answer, but um, I, there is a direct correlation between anxiety and control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about this personally, um, but I also want to give a preface that there, this doesn't mean that there's not good use for psychiatrists and psychologists and counselors if someone is dealing with anxiety. So this isn't yeah. like snap our fingers and you're not going to be anxious anymore. Or if you have a deep struggle with anxiety, like we would encourage you to like pursue some professional help. Uh, and that's a very normal thing uh, very, and very normal thing at our church. Um, but yeah. I've noticed in my life, I am more anxious when I am gripping harder on control or, or in, in who knows, chicken the egg there uh, somewhat. Um, but I've noticed this with my own life. In that I will wake up uh, in the mornings, oftentimes with like splitting headaches, and I get plenty of rest. You know, I ate fine the night before. I couldn't kind of put my finger on it. Then I realized that I am like deeply clenching my teeth at mm. night. Like, like my jaw is like exhausted. Um, and then I thought about it to different points in the day, like when I would have a situation or I'd be working on something that felt like in essence felt out of control and I couldn't manage the outcome of it, I would get that tenseness again. And so I think that there is a evaluating it, a number of things that we could say here, but one way is to kind of listen to your body. Mm. Like when you feel your body like clen- clenching up, uh, your teeth clenching up, be able to say like, God, like reveal to me where, where this anxiety is coming from or mm-hmm. where this tension is coming from. And, and for me, like, that's been helpful. Like, when my body feels that way, it's like, what am I working on? Like, and usually it's a, you know, tricky pastoral situation, or it's a, you know, what's coming up, something coming up in the life of our church that we need to make a decision about. And I realized, like, I'm not, it's not even that I need to control the decision. I need to control the outcome, like making sure mm-hmm. it, quote unquote, goes well or ends well, or people are, uh, you know, it, it's healthy at the end of it. And so I have to be able to recognize at that point, I am struggling to trust God with the outcomes. And because that really is like, I can't manage that. There's nothing I can do. I am called to be faithful in the process and he entrust him with the outcome. But I, I struggle to like really trust that he's good and that he like cares enough about me and, and not just everybody else. Like, oh, well, I mean, you know, if you have time, like get to me and he's like, yeah, all the time. I have all the time for you. And I love you as much as anyone else I've ever created. And, and that's where that truth needs to sink in. But my body is the one kind of telling me that that truth isn't sinking in. Yeah, that's really good. So I think you're you're kind of describing um, like non-judgmental observation, like just kind of looking at your body and not judging it, but saying, hey, I'm tense in my shoulder or I've got this headache or whatever's going on. And just spending that time, examine's a great way to do that. But just um, I think what this whole conversation reveals is, and all of these formation moments reveals, we have to spend time with the shepherd, right? We've got to spend time with the good shepherd and take those moments in our life where we slow down and just say, all right, here I am, Lord 
where are the places? Like where are the places that we need to let go? Where where's the hurt? Where's the pain? And let's let's explore that together. And I think the good news of this Sunday and every Sunday and every time we talk about Jesus is a reminder that God is good, um, that the Shepherd is good, right? And and He's for our good. And he's going to protect us. Um, that's the that's the wind we're living in. And so um, yeah, just the encouragement for you all uh, coming out of this sermon and this time together is um, to know that you're in good hands, um, not like all state, but like the good hands that created the world um, and care for all of us and love us deeply. And, and may we grasp that love. That's my prayer for us this week, that we grasp that love and that care. Um, so thanks, Pastor Drew, uh, for the sermon and the time. Thank you, church. If you have any questions, as always, reach out to us, Benjamin at RedeemerATL.org, Drew at RedeemerATL.org. You can also always hit Pastor Mac at Leon at RedeemerATL.org. Thank you so much, and y'all have a great week. Peace.